Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Menopausal women are being left to suffer like uh, life-altering symptoms uh, due to the ongoing shortage of hormone replacement therapy, better known as HRT. And the Health Products Regulatory Authority has warned that Ireland is facing shortages in several different HRT medications, citing an unexpected increase in demand. Um, now, I, I don't know what they mean. I mean, there isn't more women of that age suddenly in the world, or in Ireland, certainly. So I, I don't know what the increase in demand is. Maybe it is because we're becoming more educated. Well, uh, to give me a little bit more information is Loretta Dignam, who's the founder of the Menopause Hub. Good afternoon to you, Loretta. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? And thank now, you for having me on the show to talk about this really, really important topic. Really important topic because this is life-changing for women. For us men who are thick when it comes to this and we don't understand it completely, we need to be explained how this affects a woman so badly and the difference that HRT can make to their lives. If we look back at the 1950s and 60s where women didn't have the medications they have nowadays, you know, women got old very quickly after menopause. Now we see women with lives again. That, that's really what it is, isn't it? Yeah, well, what actually happens is is that once woman, a woman approaches the ages of, you know, sort of 40 and um, 50, uh, the hormone estrogen primarily, which is so important to the woman's body, falls off a cliff. And as a result, and if you can imagine puberty in reverse, when the hormone is rushing through the female body, mm-hmm. the woman starts to experience all these different s- symptoms. So um, some of them are anxiety, depression, mood swings and so on. Some of them can be the very famous hot flushes, but they can be heart palpitations, dizziness, migraine. They can be... I looked at the list of symptoms yeah. and side effects. It's endless. It is. There's pains in your legs, symptoms. pains in your arms, lack of a loss of libido, all those things that affect yeah. a woman. I mean... I, I'm not being patronising when I say God love you. I mean, it's a terrible thing to have to go through. It's life-changing. And, it is. And do doctors know enough about it? When a woman goes to a doctor and says, I've got a pain on my arm or I'm getting pains in my legs or, and she's 47 years of age, for example, and, and she's going to a doctor and telling a doctor this, the doctor's putting it down, oh, we'll have to send you off now for tests. And, and maybe there's something wrong with your muscles or something wrong with your legs or something wrong with your arms or something. Do, do doctors have a good understanding that this could be menopause? I think um, the, res- the doctor's knowledge is variable. And there are some doctors out there who are brilliant, some GPs, some gynecologists and so on. But there are others who maybe have a gap in their knowledge about this. And as a result, the woman is left being sent X, Y and Z. I myself went for a brain scan for my headaches that I experienced in perimenopause. Nobody mentioned perimenopause. I had pains in my ankles. I had urine tract infections. I was on antibiotics all the time. Nobody mentioned perimenopause. I've never heard the word perimenopause. Mm. Um, so, but then again, other women tell us they went to the doctor and the doctor was able to say, yes, uh, let's sort you out, let's put you on some treatment. I think if there's no hot flushes, I think people tend not to think about it. Because that's the famous one, of course, that yeah, everybody knows exactly, about. Yeah, exactly. So in my perimenopause, I had no hot flushes. They only happened after my period stopped. So as a result, I didn't mention hot flushes. But as soon as I went to the doctor and eventually mentioned hot flushes, it was a different conversation. So I think that can be, I think it's the understanding of the symptoms, the awareness of the symptoms. And it's like we have, we have a, um, a symptom checker on our website. We give it to all the patients who come to our clinic. And when you fill them in and look at it on a page, you can see a picture emerging. You can join the dots. 
And that's what's, I think, missing in a lot of cases, to be honest. Okay, and for women, by the way, that age generally is somewhere between, what, 43 and 50? It can yeah. be anywhere. In, now, some women will get it much younger, and some women yeah. can, a little bit longer, they can get away until they're maybe 51 or 52, but that would be more unusual. So it's in and around that age, you know, somewhere around the kind of the, the mid-40s to, to, to 50 years of age. And what usually is the first sign? Is there, is there generally a first sign? Well, you see, no two women are the same and no two women will have the same menopause either. So each woman is different and so is their menopause. However, in the 40s, things that can start to happen would be, and this is in the perimenopause when the hormones are starting to decline, but they're on a bit of a roller coaster. So it would be things like maybe um, their periods might change, they might become irregular, they might become shorter, longer, they might become lighter, they might become heavier. They may not. Mine didn't change at all. And for others, it can be anxiety that they never had before. It can be uh, mood swings, irritability. Insomnia is a big thing that affects women in in perimenopause. Okay, so they're staying up all night and they just don't want to sleep. Yeah, they can't get to sleep or they get to sleep, they wake early or they've broken sleep. And so there are some of the big things. Um, But you see, there again, we haven't mentioned hot flushes at all. And yes, this is the reason that women don't cop that they've got symptoms of perimenopause and menopause and sometimes the doctors don't either. Now, HRT, of course, got a bit of a bad reputation many years ago. Um, But that was to a faulted study. It turns out it wasn't that bad after all. And now, of course, it's got better as well in the way we we make these medications, etc., etc. And there's different types of medication of HRT. HRT is not just one medication. There's different types of gels and and all sorts of different things. So what what was the reason, by the way, firstly, that it got the bad reputation? Or do you know the reason why it got the bad reputation? Oh, yeah. So in 2002, there was a big study done called the Women's Health Initiative, and it was done in the States. And the results were never peer-reviewed, and they were automatically published. And the headlines went around the world, and obviously bad news, you know, always travels quickly. So um, it said that women um, who were taking HRT were likely to get breast cancer, stroke, heart attack, and so on. And in reality, what had happened is, is that the study was done, and the average age of women in that study was 63 Okay. A lot of them were... Which is an age which you're likely to get cancer. You're likely to... Well, not likely, but you're more likely to get those kind of strokes and those kind of things anyway. And they were obese. They were smokers. They were overweight. They had they were predisposed to heart conditions and so on. So the authors have come out and since apologised to women that this report came out as it did. A bit late because the, it did an awful lot of damage, of course, to HRT. Exactly. And in the intervening years between 2002 and 2015, women stopped asking for HRT and doctors stopped prescribing. So there's a lack of a skill and experience in that area. Then in 2015, the NICE guidelines, or international guidelines, came out and said that HRT, the, the research was debunked, that HRT is seen as the safest, most effective treatment for most women going through menopause and for their symptoms. And what is the success rate of HRT to basically attack these symptoms? And it's not going to work for everybody because it's different symptoms for everybody. But what has been the success rate in changing people's lives? Well, we see in our clinic um, women coming and we invite them back uh, for a review after three months. And the number of women who say, you've changed my life, I've got my old self back, my family has, you know, finally got their mother, their wife, their partner back... Um, is phenomenal. I don't actually have a statistic, and that's something interesting to have a look at, is to know what the success rate is. But in but my you're, but your own observation, very high, yeah. yeah. Very high. Very, very high, high, okay. I myself was terrified of HRT, didn't want to go on it, was terrified based on that study. Um, and then one day it was explained to me, and I saw the risks and the benefits, and the benefits far outweigh the risks for me. And when I went on it, 
all I can say is that I got my old self back. And when you say you got your old self back, so you had all the symptoms, uh, you know, well, that you have outlined already, including depression and headaches and everything else. And do you, when you say, are all those symptoms gone or do you still have some of them? No, all my symptoms are gone. I'm pleased to say. That's great. And what's, okay, it's hormone replacement therapy. So I'm assuming it's estrogen based, is it? Well, if um, a woman has a womb, she has to have progesterone. So estrogen is the, is the primary one. But if you have a womb, you have to take progesterone because you need to prevent a buildup in the lining of the womb, which could predispose you to maybe um, endometrial cancer or something. Okay. So estrogen is one. So if, you don't, if you've had a hysterectomy, you only need estrogen. And um, progesterone is the second one you need if you have a womb. And then I'm actually taking testosterone, which I never knew women could take. But um, some women do need it. And that helps with things like libido, with uh, vava room, you know, your mojo. Your clarity mojo. Of yeah, clarity of thinking. And, now, so and, and to, to advise women, by the way, talk to your doctor if you are taking testosterone, because, of course, you have to make sure that you're on, under doctor's prescription for that, because if you oh, take too much of it, all of a sudden you'll grow a beard and a deep voice. So you've yeah. you got to be careful how you do these things. And it must be under doctor's uh, supervision. But in relation to HRT in general, now in the UK they've suggested um, hormone replacement therapy should be available over the counter. Do you think that's the direction we should be going as well? Hello? Well, I think I've lost Reza there, have I? Are you there, Reza? I think I've lost you. Maybe we'll try and get you back there, okay. Um, I, I Just to mention, yeah, in the UK currently at the moment, hormone replacement therapy, HRT, could become available over the counter uh, pending the results of a public consultation. And women would be able to access menopause treatment at a pharmacy without requiring a prescription for the first time. And uh, the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, the MHRA, said, Today, I want to know, have you been affected by the HRT shortage? And I want to know if you've been affected. Uh, sorry, Loretta, I lost you there for a second. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't no. know what happened. Okay, yeah, so um, the, yeah, it's going to be available over the counter. Well, they're talking about it at the moment. And I want, by the way, I do want people to text in and WhatsApp in today, by the way. If you have any questions, uh, Loretta will endeavour to try and answer them for you. Not saying she's the expert on the matter, but certainly she knows an awful lot about it, a lot more than I do, certainly. But should it be available over the counter? Now, what they're talking about is they're talking about local estrogen, and it's a pessary that's inserted into the vagina. And it helps with vaginal dryness, what's called vaginal atrophy. Okay. So it's not systemic HRT they're talking about. It's actually a product in the UK. They call it Gina 10. It's not available in Ireland, but I'm aware of. Okay. Um, but it's similar to Vagifem, if anyone knows that, which is an estrogen pessary that is inserted into the vagina, very low dose, but it helps with the that vaginal area to bring back the moisture and so on and help. Okay, so that's a, is that's, that only helps with libido, I suppose, and things like that, but that doesn't no, help no, with other No, no, not even libido. It okay. actually only helps with vaginal dryness, so things like women get itching, soreness, painful sex and so on. So okay. it's to actually only affect that area. So it's much lower dose level of, of, of estrogen and it's also seen as much, much safer. So this what, what about those other gels that women would use and they kind of rub it on their chest? Um, and they can, Arms. Arms. Okay. Arms. okay. So what... what, what, what <laughs> pardon, my, pardon my ignorance. So what are those gels that they use? Those gels are estrogen primarily and okay. they are um, systemic. So they are absorbed into the bloodstream in, and they affect the, you know, okay. the whole body as such. Whereas the one I just described goes into the vagina and only affects that area. So okay. it's now absorbed into the bloodstream. So that's the one we're talking about. It's gels, patches. Um, and creams, and that's um, estrogen. There's also progesterone, and that actually can be given in a tablet that you can swallow or you can insert it into your vagina. And then okay. testosterone is a gel or okay. cream. 
Now, so at the moment, it says, according to my script here, uh, there's a shortage of HRT um, because there's a, an, an increase in demand. Now, I'm assuming there suddenly isn't more kind of 45 to 50 year olds in the world. They suddenly haven't just multiplied. So I'm assuming it's just women are getting more educated and demanding these drugs. So where, why aren't we producing them quick enough? We can manage to produce God knows how many billions of vaccines around the world in the, in the space of a year. So why, why aren't we producing these, which are clearly very important drugs for women? Why aren't we producing them quick enough? Well, the, I think the issue, firstly, is that it's um, a Southern Irish, the Republic of Ireland issue at the moment, um, because they have stocks in the UK of these particular products. Now, there's been shortages on and off over the last uh, three years since I opened the clinic, um, and we've experienced this. But this is the worst by far, because the, the patches were out of stock first, all different strengths. Then our doctors had to prescribe an alternative, so they made prescribed a gel, then the gel went out of stock. Then there was an alternative gel, Divi gel, that's gone out of stock. And then we're like, you know, pulling their hair out going, what are we going to prescribe next? And not everybody has a seamless transition from one product to another. It works better for some women in the patch delivery, others it's in the, in the gel delivery. So what has actually happened is it has been unavailable in the south of Ireland. Lots of women have gone up north. And now the impact on that is that the patches have gone short in the north. Okay. Now, on the HPRA website, um, they say some of the patches won't be back to mid-July. Oh, my. So that is, a far, that is far away if you're a woman who's reliant on these patches and they've changed your life. And well, I mean, I mean, if you happen. can't get the medication you've been taking, which has been life-changing for you, you're going to regress, I assume. Absolutely. Yeah. And I changed from a gel to a patch um, in November because my gel went out of stock. And I thought, well, how bad can a patch be? It'll be fine for me. But I had a bad experience and um, I ended up um, with my estrogen level falling dramatically. I ended up with my migraines came back that I only developed in my perimenopause. I got, I lost some words one evening and I ended up in A&E. Oh my gosh. I had a stroke. So, so, now so that just goes to show the difference HRT can make to people's lives, by the way. I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to realise this now. Absolutely. And yeah. so women are calling us every day. We've taken on additional staff the weekends just to cope with the demand. And the reality is, is that programs like yours, like Joe Duffy, like Davina McCall's show and so on, so on, have raised awareness. More women are going to their GPs and doctors and clinics like our own specialist clinics, and they're getting prescribed HRT. So the demand has gone up. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, somebody didn't forecast that the demand would go up as much as it has done, and that's why we're out of stock in Ireland. Now, I have written to various different government parties um, requesting that this be raised in parliamentary questions, but also that they should get in touch with their counterparts in the UK and see if we can import some product to keep us going in the short term. We are, you know, like Manchester or something in the UK. We are dipped in the ocean in terms of the size... Of the I hate to sound really use. sexist here, but there's a load of female members in the doll now as well, so surely that would help the matters. I mean, if you go back 20 years ago when it was covered in men, you know, I suppose you wouldn't have got the reaction or you wouldn't have got the support that you should be able to get now when you've got probably 30% female in there. So that certainly Absolutely. should be helpful, shouldn't it? So I've been in discussions with them all and asking for this. Now, you know, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the, um, of the pharmaceutical industry and prescriptions and licensing and all the rest, but to my mind, like you just said, you know... If there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Vaccines produced quickly, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a crisis proportion, crisis. We cannot cope with the demand. And is there generic versions of these things? Because obviously the licensing runs out on, 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 licensing runs out on most products eventually. And you get generic versions which are available much cheaper and much easier. Is is that starting to happen now with HRT? No. 
No, no. There's alternatives from other countries that can be brought in under, you know, off license, off label, all this kind of thing. Um, but, you know, it's so hit and miss. So every prescription our doctor is writing at the moment, they have to put on four or five things as an alternative, as an alternative, as an alternative. And then we have to give women prescriptions. To I North. feel so sorry for women out there who have suddenly got a new lease of life, like yourself, yeah. and, and found the problem with all their pains and their aches and their headaches and their lack, or their sleeping, or should I say, lack of yeah. sleep, um, and maybe their hot flushes and everything else that go along with it. They found the cure, so to speak, and all yeah. of a sudden, you know, their life is better, and then all of a sudden the cure is not available anymore, and they regress back to the way they felt before. That must be awful. Absolutely. And the query I have is, did Viagra ever go out of stock? No, it's it did not. over the counter. No, it not at all. So I'm sure it's made here, isn't it? It's made down in Cork, isn't it, I think? <laughs> I know. So how much of this is women's health is less important? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. And I've spoken to so many women recently in relation to different situations. We talked about cervical cancer there a while ago as well. Yeah. Where women are going, you know, across the border. They're going to the UK to get surgery and what have you over there because we're not looking after women's health over here. We're just not. We don't, I don't think we take it seriously. I really don't. Because if we did, we, you wouldn't be on the air talking to me now about a shortage. Exactly. And women wouldn't, would have known about HRT. They would have known about menopause long before now. And it was so taboo, hidden under the carpet. Let's not talk about this yet. It's something. It's a real Irish thing to do, isn't it? You know, Ash, we don't want to be talking about vaginas on the radio. It's a real Irish thing, isn't it? That we don't discuss things that are really, really important. You know what I mean? Well, I would also say internationally, menopause has also been hidden under the carpet. The UK are ahead of us now, and they have a lot of celebrities coming out talking about it, and mm. the Duchess of Wessex, and so on and so on. So it's actually, you know, they're further ahead than we are. But in the US, they're they're no further ahead. You know, most of the other countries in Europe, nobody talks about menopause. It's a bit like periods, you know, when I was uh, was growing up, periods were given different names. The painters are in, your friends, yeah. <laughs> your, you know, all this kind of thing. And then it was the menopause was the change. Whereas now I think, you know, this is the last generation that's going to put up with this, to be honest. And our daughters our, um, and our children will not have to go through a menopause like we went through, knowing nothing, being blindsided, having no education, not able to get the support and help that they need. And then when they do, having shortages of the product that helps fix their symptoms. I have numerous questions coming in. A lot of them, by the way, kind of based on the same thing, women who have gone to the doctors who are convinced they're going through menopause, but the doctors are not taking them seriously enough and obviously yeah. diagnosing them with something else instead and giving them yeah. painkillers for whatever. Antidepressants, yeah. Or antidepressants or whatever it happens to be. What does a woman do in that situation if, you know, her, she believes that no matter how many doctors she's seen at the moment, they're obviously not specialists and they're not taking them seriously? Well, we have a symptom checker on our website, themenopausehub.ie. And if you download that symptom checker, fill it in, bring it with you to your GP and say, right, I'm of a certain age. These are the symptoms I'm experiencing. Can you please tell me if it's not menopause or perimenopause, what is it? Themenopausehub.ie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we have a symptom checker, yeah. And then say, explain to me what it is, that if it isn't menopause or perimenopause, when you look at this diagram or this picture, explain to me why it isn't. And then explain to me what treatment options that you can provide. And are there, not, are there still older doctors? I, I hate to be a bit ageist here, but are there still older doctors out there who maybe believe the original research in relation to her HRT? To be honest, it's a mixed bag. There's okay. younger doctors, there's female doctors. I mean, there's not a huge amount of training in the curriculum, the medical curriculum around teach, around menopause anyway. Yeah. Um, I think it's a half an hour, an hour module or something like that. Um, but in the, so it's, it's mixed. It's male, it's female, it's older, it's younger. It's, you know, it, it can be, it, it's hit and miss and that's the problem and it shouldn't be. Okay. Uh, other questions. I was si- I'm 61. Is it too late to start taking HRT? 
Well, um, now I just want to make sure everyone realizes I'm not a doctor. No, I know, I know you're not. Hey, would you, you might have been an honest. These people are testing questions. I can't answer them for them either. You know? <laughs> no, no, I can. I can answer that. So the, the answer to that question is, is um, if it's 10 years or more since your last period or you're over the age of 60, the risks start to increase of taking HRT. So it's all about, and you remember when we were talking about the vaccine and we were talking yeah. about COVID, the risks and the benefits, it's all about re- benefits and risks. Yeah. So depending, it depends on a lot of factors. You would need to have a consultation to find out about your medical history, if there's any reason that, you know, yeah, underlying conditions, etc. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm just saying is it's, they refer to it as kind of like an estrogen window of opportunity. Yeah. So realistically, if you're considering it, you should get on with it um, before um, before 60. After 60, 61, um, you know, it would be it would require um, an in-depth consultation to ascertain okay. whether you'd be suitable. I was refused HRT because of cholesterol. Uh, because of cholesterol, is that normal? Well, um, the reality is, is that you can get your cholesterol under control um, and it is possible to, to go on HRT, but you would need to have your, it depends on the, how high your cholesterol is, but oh, okay. the desire would be to have your cholesterol under control mm. um, before you commenced. Uh, does HRT address joint aches and pains? So one of the uh, significant um, uh, symptoms is joint ache and pain. And now, when you say goes, joint aches, what? Just like, well, I get them. Am I going through menopause? <laughs> I, I'm 58. So, I, okay. But I mean, we all kind of get joint pains, aches and pains as we get older anyway. I know, I understand yeah. that. So specifically, what type of pains would they be? Like in your knees, your elbows, your shoulders? Where, 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 where were these pains specifically? They can be in, in any area where there is um, kind of bone and cartilage and so on. Okay. And so... Um, um, so, for example, I had pains in my ankles. I couldn't believe the pains in my ankles were associated with lack of estrogen. I okay. couldn't believe it. Okay. Um, so women, take, they could have pains in their wrists, they could have pains in their elbows, their shoulders, back pain, their knees, absolutely ankles, everywhere. Um, and a lot of women are going off thinking that maybe they've got rheumatoid arthritis or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And in or reality, osteoporosis or something be, like that, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. May be, um, just, it may be just related to menopause. I say just if you know what I mean. It's of course, not something yeah. much more serious. Yeah. Okay, so it can be addressed. Okay. And then, yeah. uh, okay, the obvious one. How do you get an appointment with the menopause hub? <laughs> because I know now well, there's a lot of people listening go going, I need to go and see this woman. You can actually go on, you won't be seeing me, I'm not a doctor, just reiterate <laughs> that. Um, but you can go onto our website and you can actually make a booking directly through, you can direct book on our website, fill in all your, your question. there's questionnaires, pay up front, Fake your booking, and you'd be sent all the details, and you'd be. Yeah, I've got in. a lot of joint pains. Can I go? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> we might time for you. <laughs> okay, but no, and, and, and I don't. I, I, by the way, I don't want to make light of a very serious subject no. because for all the women of Ireland. I mean, this is something you don't want to go back to the 1950s and 60s. And just to give people an indication, and men particularly an indication of what we're talking about here. You remember your mother. I mean, when she got to the age of 55 or 60 and she got older, she started to look very old. She was crunched over. She grew a little beard. uh, and, And that was what happened to women. They got old very quickly once they hit 50 years of age. Along came HRT, along came therapies, along came all of this kind of stuff that we can help women with. And women now are back to what they should be after their 50s, just like men and able to live their lives. And that's exactly. what this is about, isn't it? Exactly. I think, you know, we're, we were never designed to outlive our ovaries as a species, if you like. No. And therefore, in the 1900s, the average age of menopause was 47 and women died at 49. That was the average life expectancy. Roll on to 2021, the average life expectancy in Ireland is 84. So women are now living a third to a half of their lives 
postmenopausal, which means in this estrogen deficient state. And therefore, there are implications for women. So longer term, your bone health can suffer, uh, osteoporosis, osteopenia, and your um, your heart health can, can suffer. And heart disease is the number one killer of women in Ireland. Nobody talks about that. Everyone thinks heart disease is a male disease. But once you become postmenopausal, the level of heart disease increases and can overtake that of men. And then the third area is Alzheimer's. Women are three times more likely than men to have Alzheimer's and therefore cognitive function in the brain can be affected by this, um, by the decline in estrogen. So there's a lot more to it than just the actual menopause and the symptoms you have. There's actually the longer term um, health implications. And by the way, lads, you should have an interest in it because it will help a woman's libido as well. So there's the bonus for you as well, okay? And, (laughs) you know, if if it's your partner, it's in your family, you know, it's it's like puberty in reverse, you know, if you like. And we wouldn't dream as parents of not preparing our children or ourselves for, the, for puberty. Absolutely. And we give a lot of leeway and we have a lot of knowledge and understanding and school education and so on. And yet when it comes to menopause, you know, um, women are uneducated, men are uneducated. And that needs to change for societal reasons, you know. Somebody says uh, menstrual and reproductive health is very important and it's the very reason we all exist. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Exactly. <laughs> There'll be none of us here if we weren't talking about it. Listen, Loretta, it's been lovely talking to you and if anybody wants more information, you can go to menopausehub.ie. They have the little checklist there or indeed, if you want to go and see um, one of Loretta's team, you can there. You can make an appointment on the site. Thank you very much indeed, Loretta, and I appreciate you coming Thank you so much. Thank right. you for addressing this. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. Loretta Dignam, uh, the founder of the Menopause Hub. And it is really, really important. I know some of the lads there, the ears were turned off. Lads, you know what I mean? You need to look after your missus. You really do. Because it's important that she feels good because when she feels good, you'll feel good. It's all important. And that's maybe a very selfish thing to say in some sense. Uh, but it is important. It's important for your relationship. It's important for everything. And you don't want to see your wife suffer or your mother suffer, your sister suffer. So it's important that we talk about these things. And unfortunately for women, this is something that men won't experience. We go to a midlife crisis, all right. But we won't experience menopause. Our bodies don't change like that. Men's bodies, we have testosterone. We're not complicated creatures. We have testosterone. That's about it. It doesn't really deplete too much. You know, right till the day we die, we still have testosterone. Women do have testosterone, but a very small amount of it, which keeps their libido up. That's why women would like to have sex. <laughs> if they didn't have any testosterone, the testosterone, they probably wouldn't want to. Um, but in saying that, they have many other things going on in there, in women's bodies, that maybe we don't have a great understanding of. And what happens is, as they get older... They deplete and it has to be addressed. And there is no reason why you shouldn't get it addressed. Don't be embarrassed. And there are women out there I know that are 45 to 50 years of age and they're embarrassed. I'm not going through menopause. No way, I'm not that old yet. Ah, Jesus, don't be writing me up. Don't be embarrassed to go to your doctor and don't accept what the doctor says to you if he just writes you off and says, I have got headaches like Loretta and send her off for a brain scan. Now, don't get me wrong. If the doctor thinks there might be something more serious wrong, you should take his advice. But don't always accept that answer because unfortunately, most doctors, a lot of doctors, are not skilled and trained to understand menopause. There are specialists that do that as well. So if you have all the symptoms, you have the joint pains, you're not sleeping at night, um, you have headaches, uh, maybe you have the hot flushes, which are the very traditional symptoms. You don't necessarily have to have hot flushes, by the way. Everybody believes you have to have them. As Loretta pointed out, not every woman will get hot flushes. But you have all the other symptoms. You know, you feel like you're getting rheumatoid arthritis because you have so many pains in your body. You have all those other symptoms of menopause. You most likely are in menopause. And what you need to do is do something about it. Don't ignore it. 
because you can feel better. You know what I mean? You can feel better. And why wouldn't you want to feel better? So the idea of saying, ah, no, I'm in denial. I'm not going to, ah, Jesus, not. I'm not going to the doctor. Sure, so that's just but getting old, isn't it? Don't accept it. Nowadays, you don't have to accept it because there's something out there to help. There's a range of products in hormone replacement therapy now. Not just It's not just one pill or something you take. There's a range of products that can help with your libido to improve your sex drive, testosterone. There's a range of products to help you with, as Loretta already mentioned, vaginal dryness. There's a range of products to help you with the aches and pains in your body, with the not sleeping at night. And range of, her life has changed. So why wouldn't you want to do it? I'm just telling you. Okay, but unfortunately there's a shortage at the moment of HRT products and hopefully some minister or somebody listening will do something about it because that's horrendous, that shouldn't be happening. Lorraine, you're in Ireland's classic kits. How are you doing, Lorraine? Now before I get into these home remedies, you were on, listening to our conversation earlier on with Loretta, you were on HRT. I'm on HRT. (laughs) Okay, and you're worried now about the shortages. Well, slightly, yeah. You know, it is a concern for a lot of women. Um, So my own story now is I'm only 42 Oh, that's um, quite young, isn't it, to get to, for menopause? It is, but it was something I was very aware of. So about 10 years ago, I had um, a hysterectomy. Oh, okay. Um, and I was advised, not advised, but kind of almost, you know, warned that one of the side effects could be maybe early menopause. So when I started getting some symptoms, I immediately got it checked because I was aware that that could happen. And what were the, what were the first symptoms, by the way, you experienced? Uh, for me, memory loss. I mean, as Okay, in, baby brain, so to speak. Oh, my worst. I mean, I've, I've had two of my own children and you know sometimes like driving somewhere that you were used to going to and kind of um, mm-hmm. wondering when you get there what am I doing here what did, Why I, come did I come here for, for? exactly yeah. Um, I suppose irritability um, you know did you the, get a little bit cranky or bad humoured or whatever oh, for no reason whatsoever absolutely and okay. for me it was during the first lockdown so you just kind of put it down to maybe you know this is what every woman is going through you know yeah yeah it wasn't very obvious at first, but it started to get worse, which prompted me to go to my GP because, you know, sometimes you literally think you're having early onset Alzheimer's or something. Yeah, okay. So, um, so and what did your GP, was your GP cooperative? Did he understand menopause? Because some GPs do, some GPs don't really work very well with it. So did he recognise the symptoms immediately or recognise what you're talking about immediately and, and suggest the HRT? He, he didn't suggest it. He, he You know, he did recognise it. We did blood tests and all that. He confirmed that it was probably menopause and told me of treatments that are out there and in some cases you can have like that patisseries gels for me it was as simple as um, a pill like a contraceptive pill do you know okay and, um, and what's contained in that pill just estrogen is it just estrogen obviously yeah okay yeah. okay um, and, and was that like I mean how long did that take for then for that to take effect as far as you were concerned literally within two weeks you know this is something as well I wasn't aware of, so I knew absolutely nothing about menopause. It's not something, as Loretta was saying, was taught to us or no. is spoken about. I did watch the Davina McCall documentary, and I couldn't understand, you know, if this is a problem, why aren't women speaking about this? It's, and but still, it's, like, it's like periods and everything else. We just don't really talk about it, do we? Absolutely. You know, even when I talk to my own friends, it's you're quite happy to sit there and go mentally insane rather than actually speak to someone and say, does this happen to you? Or, yeah. you know, it's something that definitely should be, you know, spoke more about, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's why we're talking about it today. And I know we've discussed it in the past on the show three or four times actually this year so far. So we are, we've talked about it already. I think it's important we talk about it. So the difference it made in the two weeks, was it startling? Unbelievable. A different person. And when you say get your life back, I mean absolutely get, get your life back. That's 
what happens? You remember your children's name again. <laughs> right, so they had got that bad, you were forgetting their names. You know, silly stuff, like, you yeah. know, you couldn't remember the word for a fork, or, yeah. you know, just ridiculous, kind I know, of, yeah. and putting up with this, because, again, we don't know any different, and this is, you know, normal for a lot of women. Okay, and that, so you got your life back, uh, you're on the, the medication at the moment, on HRT, or whatever tablets, whatever brand that you're on at the moment, which, which brand yeah. is it you're on at the moment? Uh, Femtab, absolutely fantastic, like, they're sent from Holy God. Oh, right, okay. So Goli, Holy God is producing Femdav. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, there, there's a shortage of all these, all these medications at the moment. And it's not because we suddenly have more women between the age of 40 and 50 years of age. It's because women are becoming more educated and looking for them. So there's Absolutely. a big demand because we're talking about it. And as, as Loretta said, you know, the Joe Duffy show did a piece on it as well. And many other radio shows and talk shows are doing it as well. So it's important that we all talk about it. That increases the demand, unfortunately. And now yep. there's a shortage. So you're concerned now that you're going to regress. Absolutely, and because of your show today, I will absolutely be speaking to our local councillor about something like this. This is huge, mm. do you know. This, this, it can't happen. So there cannot be a shortage. This, women have to have this. You know, it's yeah. like any other ailment, ailment you'd have, or you know, there has to be medication. There just has. I mean, to be. can you can you imagine for other, any other life threatening illness? And by the way, it can be life altering. Certainly, life altering. Yeah. I mean, for any life altering uh, illness or life threatening illness that we had a situation whereby the medication wasn't available, it would be sorted out immediately. You know what I mean? I mean, if, and, and as Larissa rightly said, if there was no Viagra in the morning, you know, I can be sure, I can assure you <laughs> that would be sorted out very quickly. It's produced in this country anyway, but that would be sorted out very quickly. So there's no yep. reason why this shouldn't be sorted out, or why there can't be, you know, other licensed products that can be used uh, or brought into the country, you know, obviously to substitute. Because I'm, I'm assuming there are generic versions of all of these medications. I imagine so. I'm sure. Yeah. So my that, my thing is, I'm going to do some research now to see if any of these are made in Ireland. Yeah, do you I, know. I, well, I'm sure Holy God makes them everywhere. <laughs> 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 not not just in Ireland. Anyway, look, I wish you well, Rain, and I hope you can get a stock before they all run out. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we're all going to have to deal with you being cranky again, and that's Honestly, not what you want. You yeah. might find me on the side of the road, not knowing where I'm going. Yeah, but that's not what we want. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, look, we don't want anybody to feel like that. We don't want anybody to to be without the medication. They really need to make their life better. Listen well done for highlighting this, um, Niall. Fair play. I love the show. All right, thanks very much indeed, Lorraine. I Take appreciate care. it and I hope you get the medication sorted out. And for all those women, by the way, we're texting in loads and loads of people, by the way, texting in today in a similar situation to Lorraine. I just thought I'd bring one call on just to let you know or sh- show you uh, the other side of the coin and what's happening for women out there. As Loretta says, holy God produced the medicine. In other words, it, that's how life-changing this could be for women. There are women out there suffering and, you know, they have aches, they have pains, they can't sleep, whatever, whatever the, the symptoms you happen to have. There are many, many symptoms out there. There's a list of them. And they're suffering in silence. Because nobody's talking to them about it. And they're not taking medication. And the medication can change your life. And again, once you get a little bit older, as Loretta rightly pointed out, you've got to weigh up the risks and the benefits. Like every medication, by the way, has risks and benefits. But HRT is not the bad thing that was made out to me many, many years ago. Things have changed quite a lot. And that study that was done, by the way, was clearly faulted. Uh, So anyway, look, I I just thought we'd bring it to you again. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.